views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Emotional and spiritual intelligence for a happy, fulfilling life with visionary leader David Carshare. This hit show is a guide to the human journey, individually and collectively. David believes that humanity is evolving to become a conscious expression of the creative power within us. And each show reveals how to activate this creative expression to the fullest. Stay tuned because this is all happening right now. Hey everyone, welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. I'm Dr. Pat and I'm joined here with my co-host, David Karcher. He is also the creator of Becoming a Sun Radio, Emotional and Spiritual Intelligence for a Happy, Fulfilling Life. Today, David and I are taking on the conversation of the radiance and reflections of grace. And, you know, for many of you, you might be thinking, what do you mean reflections of grace? But that's what David's going to be talking about, that and much more. For those of you that know David, you know he's an amazing speaker. He's a poet. He's an author, a workshop leader, and one of the world's foremost thought leaders on primal spirituality. Today, he has, as he has in the past, is bringing his message together. Uh, for all of us, uh, that reflects his first book, Becoming a Son. Now, this radio series we're doing touches upon the many, many ways that we step into this place of becoming a son, but more importantly, how do we move beyond the things that absolutely get in our way? David, it's great to have you here. The radiance and reflections of grace. Boy, don't we need a bit of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. We all do in our lives and we're faced with such amazing things, some some of them even terrifying things in the world in which we live. And the only way to confront the circumstances of the world today is in a state of grace. It's the only way to sanity and, the, and composure and creativity. Mm. You know, when I think about grace, I'm really struck by the people in my life that have shown up. And I, I actually call them my angels because, you know, for me, I didn't grow up in an environment where grace was modeled um, other than having uh, a, my favorite uh, aunt uh, whose name was Grace, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but interestingly enough, Uh, this is something that isn't just for the few. All of us can learn and understand what this is like. Tell us what we need to do to make that show up in our lives. Where do we begin? Well, it's a a journey into grace, Pat, Mm -hmm. I would say, in my own experience. And I suspect for anybody who's come to grace in their lives, they would say that. And that journey involves eventually 
coming to terms with the world around you in all its glory and all its beauty, but also in all its terror and, and, and awfulness. Certainly the human world is full of such things. We just had this incident of a chemical uh, poison being spread over children in Syria. Mm. And mm. how awful is that? How, how do we as human beings live with that? And I, I, uh, the only way I know is to come to a place of grace where we're accepting what's happening in our own human experience and in the world. And we just decide that the way for it all to come to a creative place in our own experience and in the world all around is for us to embrace it in the highest love that we have. And yeah, yeah. I, what I mean, else the, are you going to do? Well, the example that you're pointing to, I think, is wonderful in terms of raising our level of awareness, um, not just about what's happening in our own backyard, but what's happening in the world? Because I think sometimes, David, we actually forget. And, you know, I can't help point to uh, um, our, the press secretary's comment about Hitler. And it's not because I think he's a mean-spirited person. I actually believe that we have a rememberer that doesn't remember. And we have certainly not passed on to generations um, what the, the, the signs are of some of the atrocities of behavior. And now we just saw another. Yes, really. You, you know, as I think about people, there are some people that just get into a place of being plain old mean mm -hmm. and hateful. Yeah. But I, I do believe for the great majority of people, that's really not what's happening. And when we're, Coming into a place of grace, a, a, a place of higher love in ourselves, we come to a place of understanding that it's actually not hatred or meanness per se, but there's something else going on, which is a kind of ignorance. Mm. And, and our enemy isn't people. Our enemy is ignorance. And, and you see it all around, well-intentioned people doing, in many cases, horrible things because they're in a state of ignorance. And so coming, in, coming into a state of grace, we see that. And we see that uh, our embrace of that ignorance, our shining a light in it, is the only reasonable way to live a human life. And I don't mean passivity. Grace isn't passivity. Yeah, that, I'm so glad you brought that up because, you know, let's talk about that for a minute. Many people see grace as this level of yielding, if I might say, surrender. And I think grace is right up there with forgiveness as one of the most misunderstood uh, ideas uh, of modern time. And let's talk about what grace is for a minute. You know, from your perspective, how have you seen grace show up? Uh, and, you know, how is it not this thing that is a level of yielding and surrendering, especially in the face uh, of doing good deeds in the world? Right, right, Pat. So I think for many, many people, grace comes to them in their darkest hour. Oh. So, so in a person's darkest hour, I know that's how it was for me when it just 
seems that the terror around you, which maybe even has infected your own heart, your own soul, that terror that you see all around of the world as it is, is, is there. And then co what comes into that is, in, in spite of it, is this supreme love that's inexplicable. So it, you can't explain why in the middle of that circumstance you still are in touch with something so loving, so profoundly loving. And so the surrender is to that love, not to the circumstance. And I think that's the difference. I think grace is a surrender, mm -hmm. but it's, that is not acquiescence to the evil of the world. Yeah. The surrender yeah. is to that supreme love that you have touched, that profound love that you've touched in, in yourself. That's the surrender. Yeah, I think our greatest power comes from our vulnerability. And, uh, and you know, we don't talk about that enough. And, you know, the, the idea of being vulnerable, I believe, is an act of grace. Uh, and yet at the same time, uh, it doesn't mean that because I'm, you know, I, I'm willing to be vulnerable in this particular moment that I'm not called to a positive impact in the world and on a, another person's life. David, I want to ask you, do you believe that we all have the capacity to bring profound positive impact into being and, and affect another person's life? Absolutely. I believe mm -hmm. we're, that's how we're made. That is our very nature. We're, we're, we are made out of that profound mystery of love. And what I notice uh, for other people, and then of what I found so uh, powerfully for myself, is that nothing else is satisfying. Nothing else makes me happy. That having uh, touched that reality, bringing it into the world in a, in a uh, uncompromising kind of way mm -hmm. is the fulfillment of my life. And uh, what, what I say is it's got to be unconditional. There's got to be a no matter what part, because if you're just l loving or being nice to people when you feel like it or on a good day or when they're, they've said something nice to you, then uh, it doesn't go very far. And then you're being controlled by whatever expression might be you know, on the lips of that person. But when you've just decided that's who you are, that's how you're going to live your life, then you, found, you find that there's this profound love you have to share with another person, not just in a sappy way, but in, a, in an uplifting uh, way that actually transforms their life. Yeah. You know, let's talk a little bit, if we could, about... Um, um, some of the examples that have shown up in your life, you know, some of the stories, you, you know, because someone said to me, you know, sometimes grace shows up at the most unexpected times. And I've given that a lot of thought. I think my mom used to say that to me all the time, you know, that and uh, you make your bed, you sleep in it. So I got both of those coming at me at the same time. But t what are mm -hmm. some of the examples of grace that, that you've been able to notice and recall for your own personal journey? Uh, well, that's amazing. Just, just cause as you ask Pat, it, there's yeah. just so many of them really. Um, I, I think of, 
you know, my, my experience, even as a young man, mm. where, where I was just transformed by grace. And I wasn't a religious or even a spiritual person as I thought of it at the, at the time. I, I, was, I was very political. I was very angry about what was happening in the world around me. And I came to this point of, of knowing I had to let go of all that and then accept just the grace of life itself. And, you know, sometimes <clears throat> we, I believe we fight what is wonderful. Like we won't accept it, even though that it's there for us. And yeah. that's what I was doing. And then as I was on that journey, I just came into a profound, deep experience of grace. And, you know, that goes into the range of what people call a, a spiritual experience, which sometimes happen, happens, I think, for us when we, we truly let go and give in to the profound love within us. It just, it floods through us like it was some kind of rain. It just comes, comes on through. Yeah. I mean, it touches our hearts in ways that other things don't. I know exactly what you're saying. Um, you know, there are moments I think that we all experience. And I love that you said that, you know, sometimes it happens in our darkest hours. I know for me, I can point just like you to many, many times. Um, I can point to a time, you know, early on losing my mom to suicide, um, how grace showed up through, you know, Mother Superior of the uh, Catholic boarding school I was at, you know, at the time, mm. uh, it just beautifully showing up. Um, I, I got to ask you this question, and maybe we can talk about it when we come back. You, you know, becoming a son, sometimes I think that there are these clouds that come in, probably because I live in Seattle now, I'm really very in tune to clouds, yeah. but there are these clouds that come in and they can distort or even give us the illusion that the cloud uh, exists and the sun does not. When we come back, uh, I would love, David, to talk with you about this idea of intercession of grace. You know, this, this idea of how things connect, even when another has those clouds in their lives, what might we do to have sun break? Let's take a short break, everyone. We'll be right back. Becoming a Sun Radio, David Karsher. I'm Dr. Pat. We'll be right back. Do you feel that there's a bigger, better life for you? Is there anything holding you back from living the life you were meant to live? If you'd like to find your life's true purpose and calling, join the world's foremost authority on primal spirituality. David Carr share in Becoming a Sun Radio, emotional and spiritual intelligence for a happy, fulfilling life. Tune in once a month to Becoming a Sun Radio with David Carr share on The Dr. Pat Show and Transformation Talk Radio. For more information, visit davidcarshare.com today. You, yes you, can be the highest version of yourself. Wellness coach and natural beauty expert, Dr. Agnes Renkel is on a mission to help you play the game of your life. 
win in vibrancy, health, and beauty, because you deserve it. Dr. Agnes goes beyond the limits in her personal coaching sessions to revolutionize health and wellness. Now is the time to unleash your true power. For more information, visit dragnesfrankel.com. Tune in to the hit show, Mouthing Off with Chef Rossi. Chef Rossi mouths off about different subjects in pursuit of breaking down walls and opening up your minds. She and Dr. Pat banter back and forth, taking from the headlines of the day on subjects that reach beyond what goes on in the world into your hearts. And go to theragingskillet.com to find out more and let Chef Rossi know what's on your mind. Hi, this is Ted Winslow, founder of SoundSync Tech, the next generation of sound healing frequency technologies. I'm excited to join Dr. Bree Gibbs, host of the Silver Gaia Radio Show on Transformation Talk Radio. And as a show of appreciation to all the listeners, I'm offering 20% off my sound healing music. Please go to tedwinslow.com and use the coupon code SILVERGAIA. Looking forward to connecting with you soon. Everybody, welcome back. David Karsher, Becoming a Sun Radio. You know, for those of you out there, let me just make a few announcements because sometimes David and I get so caught up in what we're talking about that I actually forget to tell you how generous David is. You know, if you go to David's website, there's a special, special uh, gift for you. Seven Spiritual Strategies for Fulfilling Relationships. It's a fabulous book that David has put together. All you need to do is go to his website and you will find it there. Um, For those of you that are tuning in, you might want to find out more about David. You might want to find out more about his work. Certainly want to find out about his books. Go to davidcarshare.com. That's D A V I D. Uh, K-A-R-C-H-E-R-E dot com. And throughout the show, I'm going to also remind you of what David has put together. So when you go to his website, davidcarshare.com, all you need to do is add a slash blessing. And that's how you will be able to receive seven spiritual strategies for fulfilling relationships. What a great gift. And boy, I'll tell you, we certainly need to really be thinking about grace within those. David, thank you for today. Um, you know, we're talking about grace. We're talking about, you know, the 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 radiance of it. We're talking about how it shows up in life. But how about when grace shows up in a way that touches another person? in a positive way. You know, what is the grace of God and how does that have the possibility of interceding in another's life and changing it? I love this conversation, David. Yes. Well, you know, I I was thinking about the origins of grace in ourself and it has to do with doing what the energy that's within us the, the creative energy that made us 
is doing all the time, which is it's not stopping for anything. It's just it just keeps on going no matter what. And, you know, I just think about an experience I had just this weekend. I was I was up uh, outside of Vancouver giving a, a, a workshop on the King Arthur legend and just the the profound inspiration of stories like the sword and the stone and the lady in the lake and the search for the grail. Oh, yeah. I was, I was giving a talk and, uh, you know, we do have an, just a perception of things that go beyond the ordinary. So when we're really open to go with the energy that's moving through us, extraordinary things happen that might seem miraculous, but it's really just part of how we're made. So there was a, a woman attending the talk who was, uh, who's a senator. So she's a senator in Canada. And afterwards, she described how she's facing a crisis with her daughter, a crisis of faith, and she's concerned about her daughter and certainly concerned about her work uh, in Ottawa as a senator. And she talked about how she said she saw this lining of light around me as a speaker. like, And she didn't identify it as, as an aura, but actually... We all have this energy of light that surrounds us in our life. And she said she felt like that light just streamed out to her and just brought her this profound sense of peace and well-being. And, and I'm not here to explain why people have experiences or, and certainly not to apologize for it. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, and I'm also not, not here to kind of try to create spectacular spiritual experiences. I just know that when we're living in grace, there's some, something that's emanating from us that brings peace, uh, rest, well-being, in, in spite of all that's happening in the world. And it confirms for us who are offering something of grace to other people, it confirms the source of that grace and the gift of it that's coming through us. And then it, it awakens perhaps another person that they have that same quality of grace to offer in their life for this woman to their, to their daughter, to their political world. Yeah. You know, I, I'm really struck by this conversation because I think we too often get confused and we see it in our world politics. We see it in the world period where um, there are people that have stepped out in, in ways that we, I, I don't know that people would say, oh, she's graceful, but let me, let me just bring a couple of them to the forefront. Let's take a modern day, what I like to say, a modern day grace maker, and that's Malala Yousafzai, you know, the young woman that got shot. Um, how she then came back into the world wasn't through a vengeance, wasn't through, you know, uh, violence, but she came back into the world with, I think, unwavering grace. And I think we're starting to see more and more of that because it's contagious, isn't it? To some extent, David, isn't it, isn't well, it kind of contagious? It, it, it certainly is. And, you know, I think of the people, the people who are heroes to me, it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's people like that and people like uh, Martin Luther King and then, you know, uh, p people around the world who 
have taken a stand, but have done so in a loving way. Mm-hmm. And not loving in the sense of just affectionate, they were affectionate people, but with an uncompromising, unbroken kind of love. And, and we can look th- back through history and you know, so, some of our presidents have been like that. I mean, Abraham Lincoln mm-hmm. brought tremendous grace and saved, saved our country. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yes, it's people like that, that. And they've done it on a world stage, but... We're, we all have our world. You know, it may be a family. It may be a little community or an organization or the department of a company. Wherever it is that we are, there are people around who need our gift. And it's so easy to overlook that. Uh, I, I know I, I just met uh, a, a woman who is, uh, she's a singer and she conducts services up in the area uh, around Vancouver. And I had a chance to speak with her and just her kindness of, mm-hmm. of truly wanting to know how I was doing and, and if there was anything she could do to be of, of understanding help to me. And I just thought, what a gift just that somebody offered, you know, just the offer of assistance to another person, just to be there for them is such a powerful act. Yeah, you know, some people might say, how does my showing up in the world, how does the way I, just one individual, um, how how do how I show up in the world, how is it going to affect anything? Um, you know, my life hasn't been that radiant. I'm not Malala Yousafzai. You know, I have failed at many, 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 many levels in life. Um, am I able to bring a sense of universal consciousness to the world? I mean, let's talk about the folks that are listening today that may be thinking, you know what, that's for David and Pat, maybe, but I don't know how it's going to affect me. How do I get to tap into this? And then for me, what is it that will change within me and then the people in my life? I'd love to hear you talk about that a little bit because you and I are are regular people like everybody else. How we show up in the world, especially to people close to us, does matter, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely, Pat. You know, I told what might seem like an ex- of an extraordinary spiritual experience. But, you know, I've talked to groups of people and I've asked people who've had some kind of extraordinary spiritual experience to raise their hand. And typically, the great majority of people have. We just don't talk about it. <laughs> We've had things that happen to us that, that give us the hint that there's something in us that is l- far larger than the smallness of what we sometimes accept in our life as real and true. And what, what I say is that, you know, the biggest gifts that a person ha- has to give are simple. Mm-hmm. And no matter what anybody has told you, the very simple gift of care for another person, just, just letting another person know that you care, two, that you understand, that you understand that they're, they're facing things in their life that sometimes sometimes things get hard and that sometimes they don't always do their best and that they're trying 
having that kind of compassionate understanding makes a huge difference in anybody's life. So just being there in that way for other people, or uh, here's a third very simple thing, but just a small act of kindness, like picking something up at the store for somebody. Yeah. Uh, the, those little things actually yeah. add up to a yeah. big thing, which is living a life of real community, a life where love has meaning beyond something affectionate or something sexual. It means something uh, as a way of life, a way of being with other people and with ourselves. Yeah. You know, David, what you're talking about is so important. I want to make sure that everyone listening has a really good sense of how to activate this. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, this golden shining moment. Yeah. Are you ready to experience this golden shining moment? I love that golden shining moment. Beautiful. David Karsher, uh, Becoming a Sun Radio. We'll be right back. Tune in to Dynamics of Diversity Radio, scripting the new narrative for immigration with leading experts, Kripa Upadya and Steve Tanijo on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This show will remove the noise that often accompanies discussions on this topic and share a new perspective on the dynamics of immigration and diversity, ever reminding us that together we are all at the core of innovation, excellence, and positive change. Visit OrbitLawPLLC.com for upcoming topics. Do you feel that there's a bigger, better life for you? Is there anything holding you back from living the life you were meant to live? If you'd like to find your life's true purpose and calling, join the world's foremost authority on primal spirituality. David Carr share in Becoming a Sun Radio, emotional and spiritual intelligence for a happy, fulfilling life. Tune in once a month to Becoming a Sun Radio with David Carr share on The Dr. Pat Show and Transformation Talk Radio. For more information, visit davidcarshare.com today. If you're dealing with fear and anxiety, you've probably noticed that the more you fight these emotions, the stronger they seem to get. Dr. Friedemann Schaub, the author of The Fear and Anxiety Solution, explains that instead of suppressing, we need to identify and resolve the deeper, subconscious root causes of fear and anxiety. His personal breakthrough program has helped thousands worldwide to overcome their emotional challenges. To learn more, visit thefearandanxietysolution.com and schedule your free consultation with Dr. Schaub now. Hey, did you know why they call the foundation the foundation? It's called the foundation because it completely eliminates your foundation for what you thought your reality was and creates a whole new space where you can have an entirely new reality that is foundation-less. So from my point of view, they should call it the unfoundation or the foundation-lessness. Either way, there's a big new global rewrite happening again because these guys cannot stop changing. There should be like a change anonymous that Gary and Dane go to. And it's happening April 28th to May 1st. You can find out about it at accessconsciousness.com forward slash global foundation. It's happening in Paris. Go to Paris or do it online or find a pod near you. These are all the options you have. And what else is possible?
Hey everyone, welcome back. I'm Dr. Pat. As I said before, if you want to find out more about us, you can go to Transformation Talk Radio or the Dr. Pat Show. If you want to find out about David, you can go to his website, davidcarshare.com. And as I said, he's got a fabulous, fabulous uh, gift to everyone there. All you would need to do is go to the website, davidcarshare.com, and I'll spell it K A R C H. E-R-E, and then uh, .com slash blessing, B-L-E-S-S-I-N-G. And there is a fabulous free gift available from David. Um, David, thank you for today. Uh, This conversation on grace is not just timely, but it truly is an invitation for people listening to, to this show, for them to pass this message on, and most importantly, to show up as grace in the world. And I wanted to ask you this. I said we were going to look at this golden shining moment right now. That seems so beautiful. Is that grace? Well, it is grace for sure. You know, so, sometimes it's e- it seems easy to miss what's happening right here in this in this present moment and we get so lost in whatever it is in our world whether it's all the political things that are happening or whether it's family dynamics or organizational dynamics all these things that go on among us as people and believe me i'm i'm in the middle of all that as much as anybody and i've had experiences of of losing friends and of just hard situations in my life. So I, I, I'm in no way exempt from all the hard things that happen in a person's life. And yet what I found is that there is some kind of, of joy and pleasure and grace in the middle of all that by just being still and present in the moment in which I'm living, not getting lost in the past or, or anxious about the future. And, and I understand that what I'm talking about when I'm talking about grace mm-hmm. can, can seem kind of like uh, America and apple pie or like I'm, I'm speaking, oh, we all ought to be good or, you know, some kind of uh, very uh, syrupy view of the world. But I'm saying that actually... The, the toughest thing to do in, in the world in which we live is, co- is to come back to a place of sanity and a place of peace mm-hmm. and a place of profound love in ourselves in which we can know ourselves in the middle of all that's going on. And then in, in that, embrace that peace, that love, that grace in, in the present moment, in this, as I put it in a chapter in my book, in this in this golden shining moment. Yeah. You know, sometimes we want to react and respond and we, I've had to learn over my lifetime to hit the pause button, you know, like uh, when you're watching a video um, or, uh, you know, you have to get up or you have to step away or you have to attend something in front of you, you know, you hit the pause button. And I find that to be one of the first things that I could do. And I think all of us have a way to do that. Now, you know, for for us today, this golden shining moment 
is something that you're able to bring to the forefront. I know you're going to read a, a poem for us today. I'd love to have you do that now. Well, wonderful. I'd love to read it. This is a, a poem I wrote this winter. And it is a poem about grace. And, you, you know, when I think of grace, what comes along with it is, is gratitude and forgiveness. So when we're in a place of gratitude, mm. in a place of, of gratefulness, when we're in a place of forgiveness for all that's gone wrong in our life, it puts us in a, in a place where we can really embrace the grace. So here it is, a forever moment. I walked all the quiet night through the snow to his home with only the winter moon lighting the path ahead. Limbs of fir trees hung low on each side as carols sang in my head. Silent night, oh Christmas tree, singing sweetly o'er the plains. The crunching of snow kept time as I trod, one happy foot in front of another. Frost formed on my beard as the broad brim of my hat filled slowly with crystal flakes. The smoke of burning pine told me I was there. And before I could knock, he let me in through the heavy oak door polished from years of use. I stood before him, his back to the fire, wearing a heavy wool cloak down to his knees. He seemed to know why I had come and waited for me to speak, gazing at me with his blue-gray eyes. Mm -hmm. I never told you how much I love you. I didn't tell you how grateful I am for all you did that has made my life worthwhile. I never said what you mean to me and how my whole life has been saying thank you. He laid his hand on my shoulder and smiled a smile that lit up my heart as it lit the room. I smiled back and stood there for a forever moment, then turned to enter a new morning and walked the long trail home. So I believe we're we're all walking that long trail home, Pat. Yeah, I think we are too. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm just in awe and I'm thinking about it in many, many different ways. You know, as a kid growing up on the streets of New York, um, you know, you look at moments in time in your life where in contrast to that environment, grace will actually show up. And there are many, many ways, you know, David, what I want to ask you is this question, uh, which is about a level of consciousness and intention around grace. Um, and what I mean by that is mindfulness, some people believe mindfulness is more than a first step. Um, but there is an energy and an emotion around and around grace. And I know you talk about emotional intelligence. Can you talk about grace for a little bit from that perspective? Because I think sometimes we have a little disconnect um, between 
what we consider emotions, how to use them, when to express ourselves, and what that looks like to another person. Yes, uh, certainly. So Grace is actually the last chapter of my book. And it's the last chapter because it's the ultimate strategy of emotional and spiritual intelligence. And the strategy goes like this, that whatever arises, whether it seems to be in another person, so whatever anybody else says or does, or even it, whatever arises in myself over which I may feel shame or irritation or anger or fear, mm -hmm. I will love that thing. So whatever comes up, it may seem to be something inside me. I won't hate myself for it. I won't, I won't try to run away from it. I'll look at it. I will love it. I will love it as if there was, for me, a little boy in me that is feeling all kinds of things. And if that little boy feels fear, I will love him in his fear. If he feels anger, I will love him and understand him in his anger. If he feels shame for things he has done or hasn't done, I will love him in his shame. Hmm. So it's an attitude of self-love. And then if you can love yourself that way, you can love other people that way. And loving them isn't, it, it, it isn't, as you were pointing out earlier, it's not surrendering to them. It's not acquiescing to them. It's actually bringing the power of the universe, which is love. Is bringing the power of the universe to them to help them on their way, to help them transform, to help them come to a higher place in themselves. You know, it's it's really interesting, you know, as we're we're coming up on this this very special time of year for a lot of folks. And I think one of the things that I'm I'm very reminded of. And at least for me, growing up um, as a youngster, uh, especially growing up in a family where, you know, my dad was Catholic, my mom was Southern Baptist. So this time of year, it was always a very special time of year, a special time of gathering. Um, and I was always struck by the ascension. And I was always struck by that as a child. I was struck by the idea of ascension. And in the world today, we talk a lot about ascension and healing. And underneath that, David, I believe we're talking about that with this absolute knowing of grace in that process. And I, I wanted to ask you about that. You know, there is an energy around acts of grace. And I want, would love for you to talk about the energy of that and the vibration of that. You mentioned right at the beginning of the show, spiritual experience. I don't yeah. think the average person knows that they have the ability to do that, but they do, don't they? Oh, absolutely. I, you know, we may not know it, but we're having an ongoing spiritual experience. It's called, <laughs> it's called life. You yeah. know? If this ain't spiritual, I don't know what is being Ooh. alive. Life itself is such a miracle, and we can somehow overlook the miracle of what life is. You know, I had an interesting experience being up outside of Vancouver. I went to a, a Westminster Abbey, not the Westminster Abbey, but but one that's up there, and it's run by Benedictine monks, monks mm -hmm. and they were chanting in this beautiful oh. cathedral, oh. and it's, it's so beautiful. 
there was an altar there and I, I wasn't raised Catholic, so I don't know about these things, but my friend told me that the crucifix that was over, hanging over the altar was covered in this purple cloth because it's Lent. And I was rather glad not to be staring at, at, the, at the crucifix because it's such a gruesome sight. Yeah. But anyway, it, it looked to me like the Holy Ghost. You know, there it was, uh, this purple cloth over the altar. And it reminded me of the great mystery of life itself, which is uh, we celebrate as rebirth at this time of Easter. So even without all the religious trappings or without the Easter bunny, there's just something that visits us, I believe, at this time of year where we feel the resurgence of life, the gift of life. And it is a miracle. And it's as if our eyes are being opened once again to the fact that we're alive and that the, the energy of life in us that's constellating as biological life and human life, it is ultimately atomic life, right? In other words, it's, it's the energy of the atoms it's constellating at higher and higher levels of complexity and then as us as a human being. But that same energy is the energy of stars and of planets. Uh, it's the energy of the universe that's having a human experience through us. And there's such miracle to that. And whatever we can do to uh, open ourselves to, to know the miracle and then we get, you know, as a human being, we get to not just know it as, a, as if we're passively receiving it as, you know, like turning on a television show or something. No, we get to express that miracle and celebrate the miracle with each other. And, you know, talk about a gift to people in your life. Isn't it a gift to remind people of that miracle? That just the very simple miracle of, of the grace of what life is. Yeah. Life is spectacular, even in the midst of horrible things. Yeah, you you know we know that from people that have come before us. You know, people like Viktor Frankl. You know, we know that there is a sense that even with the atrocities that went on in his life, that there are ways for us to emerge, for the soul to emerge, for us to be reminded of grace. You know, I want to ask you this, you know, and let's go ahead and skip this break, David, because I know we've got, we still have got so much to talk about. Um, it, you know, these personal reflections of, great, of, of grace, especially the way that you've written them in the book, Becoming a Son, joy, challenges, and even agony along the journey. I know that, you know, I look back at my life and boy, I'll tell you, there have been some rough edges in the road there for me. Um, my mom used to say this, and I would love for you to comment on it. If it don't kill you, it's going to make you stronger. <laughs> yeah, it's a very powerful knowing. <laughs> or, or uh, you know, going along with that, um, there are things I've received from other people and it, it sometimes felt like uh, 
something really gruesome, like even a knife to the gut. Mm. And not literally, you know, and, and I, I have compassion for people have had a, a literal experience of that. But I mean, emotionally, you know, we've received some pretty hard things, many of us in our life. And what I learned about that is that uh, it doesn't kill me. And it seems like it, it's just about going to when somebody deceives you or somebody betrays you. It, it just feels like you're going to die. Uh, but you don't. And actually, you wake up the next morning and you have another day. Mm. And it's the gift of that day that, that you're going to have, that you are having in the middle of whatever's happened in your life that's difficult. Uh, you know, this isn't just happy talk. I, I'm saying that in the middle of what is really difficult, the only way through, the only creative way through is grace. Be grace in the middle of that, whatever it is for you. You know, friends leaving you, uh, having some kind of financial difficulty in the middle of that, the way through is grace. Uh, grace isn't saying that, you know, all of life is happy and pretty. It isn't, particularly this human life. It's saying that in the middle of the agony, there is an ecstasy. Mm-hmm. So in the middle of wh- whatever is fear fear creating, there is uh, the the grace of what life is, the grace of what love is, the grace of the fact that you are being loved by by whatever life is, whatever you believe about that, in the middle of that experience. You know, what I love about this, David, is that I'm really struck by uh, the blessing that I've had in my life, Um, having parents that come from uh, two different, you know, spiritual traditions. The one thing that the spiritual tradition, you know, that my mom literally left me with, my stepmom, is that she believed that there was good in the world. And that good begins with us. And, you know, if you can only imagine this woman from the South, right, David? First mm-hmm. child at 12, second child at 13 years old. If you can imagine this young woman marrying my dad, 25 years uh, older than her, with these moments of brilliance and telling us as kids that good starts with us. That's something that. I believe is a message for our time today, isn't it? The world we live in today, that we can be the good in the world. We can be the grace in the world, can't we? Oh, that is so beautiful, Pat, and so true. And what a way to live live your life, you know. Um, I live at, a, at this wonderful place, Sunrise Ranch, and mm. recently, uh, at the end of last year, Barbara Marks Hubbard, uh, a, a futurist and a visionary came yeah. to to live in our community and do do her work, the work of the planetary mission here. Mm-hmm. And I, I've come to be friends and uh, a colleague of Barbara. And what what so impresses me about her is her faith in the goodness that is in people, her undying optimism, you know, of what's happening through. Uh, what's evolving in humanity, and it is 
the goodness in us, the creativity in us that, that she sees. And I can see the uplifting influence that that attitude has in her world. And she's 87. And yeah. here she is at 87 years old, going seemingly nonstop. And she's this bright light wherever she is and having a, uh, an amazing experience herself, but also inspiring all everybody that she's in contact with. A and so I find that inspiring to me that uh, there is uh, an optimism, uh, a faith, and just the belief that you said that there's that the good in the world starts with me, that I have that gift to bring. And, you know, I, I, I say, if you ever forget that, come to my website or write to me and I'll remind you. Yeah. And, and I would encourage people to do that because, you know, we, um, I think we have the ability to build a resilience uh, to those things that would have us, shall I say, fall out of grace. That's a term we hear. And, you know, even if some of us, David, have fallen out of grace, that doesn't mean we can't get back on the horse. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, you know, you dust yourself off, you pick yourself up, and we get to choose how we show up in the world. You know, I want to thank you for today. What a fabulous um, conversation. It is so needed in the time that we are in right now. So very, very needed. Um, I, I wanted to ask you, uh, what, what is the personal message? What do you want to say to folks? What would you like to leave us with here today? The message and the motion. The, the message is that whatever is happening in your life now, that you have the gift of grace to bring to that, whatever's happening in the people around you, in the world at large, in the political world, whatever is happening in your own emotional realm, in, in your own realm of thought and feeling, you have grace to bring. In fact, that's who you are. You are grace. I am grace. And we are bringing that to the world. I love it. David Karshare, everyone, please go to his website, davidkarshare.com, K-A-R-C-H-E-R-E, and then put the slash and then the word blessing. And is a fabulous gift for all of you. I'm Dr. Pat. You certainly can find out more about me on the drpatshow.com or Transformation Talk Radio, or even the Transformation Network. For those of you out there, my personal message is this. Grace is within you right now. All you need to do is bring it forth. Love it and be loved. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to Becoming a Sun Radio, emotional and spiritual intelligence for a happy, fulfilling life with David Carshare. Tune in monthly on the Dr. Pat Show Network for this life-changing show. David brings the knowledge about primal and embodied spirituality to the forefront. You can learn more about David and his spirituality programs at davidcarshare.com. That's David, K-A-R-C-H-E-R-E.com. See you there.